Hello, my name is TJ and I'm one of the voices behind the Geek Sweat podcast. This is a special message regarding the next episode which is being recorded out sequence during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Now, in response to the government daily briefings and general health and safety requirements for the pandemic, the Geek Sweat podcast team are practicing social distancing for this recording in an attempt to create new segments and continue sessions from our respective homes via a joint video call while we aim to minimize the risk and the spread of the infection from COVID-19. As such, we are working in the absence of our steam sound engineer, Giovanni Bastianello, aka Neo Geo. And we hope that you can bear with us and any changes in the audio quality from what you may be accustomed to earlier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Geek Sweat podcast. We We watch watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 108. Um, So we're bringing something a little special to you guys today, um, mainly because um, Cult TV is kind of um, run out of doctors talk about I think that is I think that's the reason why we're kind of moving on so we have now started um what we've decided to call cult films and we're specifically going to be talking about games that have been produced into films or made into films and today we have with us King Dom hello hello and um MKH yay party 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 people yeah. Um, I wouldn't you- do that with what's behind you, mate. <laughs> yeah. that, that's exactly why I did the party party people. Party party people. Party party people. Oh, oh. God, it's Trump. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <Why are you? laughs> a mus- a, a muscly Trump, mind you. Oh a buff Trump. God. A Trump that drinks all of his disinfectant and gets a buff body. Yes. Oh. And he's ready to inject you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. And I might just let I, him. I- <laughs> I think he wants to inject everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's for our uh, own How good. are you guys? You guys are all good, then? All good? Ready to go? Oh, okay, yes. So what are we going to cover today? So we're, we've decided to cover today Double Dragon. <laughs> how does that yeah. feel for you guys? Yeah? I, so, I love so, it. Yeah? So, so what do you guys remember of the video game? The arcade, arcade game? Did you guys yes. do arcade and all that? I, I, I come from a background of playing Streets of Rage. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, the side-scrolling beat-em-up in the streets uh, where you can take a glass bottle and stab someone vicariously with, with impunity. And what I also loved about those type of games is that men and women men and women got it equally like we didn't give a fuck if you had a short skirt you're gonna get stabbed and fly kicked in your face that's my shit <laughs> and what about you Dom? You have the yeah um, the, not that violent um i remember double dragon from back in the day which you know to a 10 year old or 11 year old seemed impossibly exciting and cool 
there were these two (laughs) brothers who were clearly related to each other and not weird pixely blobs. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just the best. Yeah, I remember the arcade games as well. But I I think, because it moved to, like, the home consoles as well, because it was on on Atari as well, wasn't it? And you had it on... um, Game Boy, Nintendo, or something like that. But it moved from the arcade anyway to the consoles. To the yeah, I think it did eventually end up on Game Boy. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. Uh, so now I'm thinking back. I think Streets of Yeah. So uh, Double Dragon was specific for the Nintendo, and Streets of yeah. Rage was specific for Sega. But and I remember yeah. having it on the. Oh, what was the first Nintendo? Was it just called Nintendo? I think it was just called Nintendo. No, yeah. no, not the Super Nintendo. Yes, the normal Nintendo with the two buttons. And I remember having Double Dragon on there and me and my brothers trying to kick ass uh, with the massive cartridge cartridges that you had to stick into. Yeah, those, those massive um, cassettes, isn't it? it was yeah. Like those sloppin' cassettes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, that was like, oh, way, way back when now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so... So, talking about film, there was a film made for Double Deck Dragon. Who knew? I mean, this, I've got to say, this was news to us. <laughs> yeah, because the game originally came out in, like, 87, I think it was, 80-something 80, 80 anyway. But anyway, so this film came out in 95, 1995, they did a film. And it had, um, oh, Scott Wolf and... Mark the Cascos? The task- Mark yes. The Cascos. Yes. Mark- yeah. As brothers. <laughs> As brothers. <laughs> I can see what they were going for there. No, no. physical resemblance. <laughs> Whoever was uh, the casting director on that film probably never worked in Hollywood ever again after that because oh, that is oh. probably the worst casting of brothers since. I don't know. Like, I, I, I haven't even got a worse example, but um, yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. In Twins, exactly. <laughs> great, great catch. Thanks for saving me there, King Dom. Um, so, Jamie, <laughs> did you originally watch this film um, when I, when I actually look at it, it came out in 1994. Um, did you watch this film? Have you seen this film, like, you know what? I, I didn't realise I had seen the film, but now that I've re-watched it, it's like, yeah. yes, I actually remember parts of it now because I remember the Vanilla Ice haircut and I remember the whip. That um, that sounds like a bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> it wasn't my whip. <laughs> okay. So... But yeah, no, I remember. I remember it. And there was a particular scene where he was like, oh, one of the skinheads was chasing them and... He, he peeked through a hole in the cabin and he poked him in the eye. And then I, I, just, I distinctly remember that part as well. So I must have seen it when I was a kid. I just, it, you know, it was just one of those, those movies you, you see once and you just never see again and it's just out of sight, out of mind. So, so um, <laughs> well, just, just for the people listening out there, skinheads meant something different back then. They were just thugs on the street, not racist oh, yeah, people sorry. today. <laughs> It's yeah. not American <laughs> History X. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, different type of skinheads. And skinheads. Yeah. yeah. Back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm looking at this uh, synopsis because I've only watched the trailer. And when I watched the trailer, I, I, I almost had a brain orgasm at how good 
and bad it was. Like it took me <laughs> back uh, to uh, watching the live action Street Fighter with Claude, uh, John Claude Van, Van Damme, yeah. uh, which we'll probably get to in another episode, but um, it really gave me that type of nostalgia. So looking at the synopsis, this was, uh, it came out in 1994 and it basically, <laughs> It was basically trying to pitch um, 2007 Los Angeles after a really bad <laughs> earthquake. Which seemed impossibly far in the future at yeah, that point. At that point, definitely. But when you think about what actually happened in 2007, like, because we've obviously lived past it, like, um, well, who was more wrong, uh, them or Back to the Future? <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Wow. That is a big question. Yeah. I mean, there's like a whole thesis you could write about yeah. Back to the Future 2, isn't there? Yeah. Because <laughs> Back to the Future 2, they actually went to 2015, didn't they? So they gave I, I themselves... I remember that. Back yeah, to they... the Future Day, like yeah. the actual day Back to the Future fans had a party in 2015. Yeah. And they were trying to see how many things that Back to the Future actually got correct. So I think uh, they didn't get the Jaws reference correct, but they got the uh, the holograms and all that stuff but obviously it didn't get the flying cars. I mean, there's been an attempt to make a flying skateboard, although yeah. that has been inspired by the film and not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. And um, I guess they said the closest we'd got were the hoverboards and stuff like that. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> although it's not mainstream. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh so we just got a fact here. George W. Bush was uh, president during 2007. Uh, was that the same year as Hurricane Katrina? No, Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. So that would have made it quite post-apocalyptic if uh, Hurricane Katrina yeah, was it. Yeah. So, yeah, close enough. Yeah, because Hurricane well, New Orleans was definitely post-apocalyptic. Los Angeles, but they're trying to portray in Double Dragon right now. Like New Orleans took a few years to get back to normal. I love the fact that uh, Robert Patrick of uh, Terminator 2 fame yeah. is also I know. in it. I, I think. Know. <laughs> Do you know what's really good about that? It's the haircut. Yeah. The haircut's great, but yeah. what's really good is every single time he's there, he reminds you about yeah. the film, which up to that point probably had the best special effects we've ever seen on yeah. the screen. I probably right as well. Yeah, because uh, T2 did come out in 94 or something, didn't it? It was 1991. Oh, 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the I still remember seeing that yeah. morphing oh effect for the first yeah. time when I was well, a your kid. Your memory's better uh, than mine. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was 90. Oh, so, okay, that makes sense. Um, I've just been reminded of a, of a famous quote that I saw in the trailer. Uh, Cops rule the day and punks rule the night, which I think is probably... As soon as I heard that, I say, take all my money. If I could go back to 1994, <laughs> I would have brought a whole row of tickets just so I could lie down while listening to someone. It only cost you 20p back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to hear someone like say those immortal lines. Um, and yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, did you want to like go into like the, the details? Like, spoiler alert ahead, everyone. Uh, of, well, of... I, I think I'll try, I'll try and avoid spoilers because I, I think this is um, something that is great for people to just go back and watch now. Well, well, you know, just while I think some people are still in lockdown or coming out of lockdown, but if you've got time on your hands, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's quite nice to go back to the 80s and 90s to watch some of these old films and just to see how far we've come. Um, but, um, 
if we're doing the comparison with the game and the film, it almost it's almost like they've just picked up the arcade characters and then just created a film around them because I don't think it really follows the the arcade game in terms of the storyline because I think in the, the original game you had to rescue the girlfriend, wasn't it? Um, whereas this one is kind of like, you know, evil mastermind trying to... I might to... be completely imagining this, but isn't the girlfriend kidnapped in like the preamble you get to the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marion... But, um, that was like the, the bit that you could see, like um, the arcade game yeah. used to play, and then you put your yeah. coins in to start the game. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. When you talk about the storyline of the game, wasn't every single game back then, didn't they have the same basic premise that the girl gets taken by the boss and you have to stab, and have to kick, yeah, and punch your true. way to her? Like Mario did the same thing with uh, Princess Peach, even. So I think that was kind of a. A, a misogynistic trope used back then in computer games. Apart especially. from Tetris, they were oh, gender yeah, neutral. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and was it Snake? Snake? Yes. Oh, Snake. I used to love Snake oh. on my Nokia yeah. 3310. Yeah. Space Invaders was <laughs> Space Invaders was quite neutral as well. I don't think you had to. You just had to protect the planet, which had men and women on it. So mm-hmm. that was that was, quite, <laughs> that, that was implied anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, in terms of the pacing of the film, um, pacing yeah. of the film. Oh, you know, I, I think back then, I think it was quite acceptable to have like the misogynistic stereotypes and things like that so for me it was kind of like oh we have come a long way when it comes to that um but you know it was like very 90s feel it was the same formula as kind of like evil guy wants to get more evil and get special powers and whatever and then you have you know the um protagonists kind of saving the world and yeah so I, I can't, I, I'm trying really hard not to give away spoilers. I can tell. <laughs> uh, you, you really think we need to see this? <laughs> I, I just think it's great just to go back and watch these the, these kind of films. Um, like it had a really young Alyssa Milano as Marion. Um, mm. She plays this kind of like, um, I think, you know, back then she was kind of like one of the um, the first action girls in a way, a little bit. Before Hot piece of ass. came out and all that, yeah. Hot piece um, of ass. Hot piece of ass. Yeah. We with, you. Ad- with, with attitude. With attitude, by the way. Did she have attitude <laughs> in the film? Was was her character wrote, written like that? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what I was going to uh, say, actually. Do you think it did justice to the computer game itself? Oh, no. Oh, I mean, like, it's... The computer game in in in, in storyline is so simplistic. Um, and if you're watching a film, if you're going to make a film around a video game, there's not a huge amount of material to work with. So, I mean, I I don't remember Double Dragon having a a talisman as part of the vid- uh, of the video game. But whereas in the film, you you you're basically on a quest to connect to to. T- two halves of a talisman together for ultimate power. I, I don't remember that in the arcade game. Do, do you think that, I guess, the screenwriters and directors had a harder job because 
like you said, they're basing it on a side-scrolling beat-em-up game, which doesn't actually have a story a storyline beyond uh, recapturing like one of the brothers' girlfriends. I, I'd think like. I, well, in the film, they're not even bro- they're not even girlfriend and boyfriend in the film. They're, oh, it's they're just like good friends that they meet along the way, and then all of a sudden they're all kind of like out to save the world. So, I, for me, I prefer that storyline because in the computer game, I'm not going to die for my brother's girlfriend. I don't love her like I love him. That's crazy. No, so I think, I think for your brother. Come on, I'm, I'm going to get risk bottled. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting bottled because my brother's going. Like find a girl he's known for all of two minutes. That's that's kind of crazy, don't you think? Mm. Well, yeah, but it's a video game. That, that the whole premise of the video game is to save the girl, right? Okay, so I've got some side-scrolling but- facts here. Uh, so, Final Fight, uh, I, which I was a fan of as well, uh, was based on Double Dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Double Dragon characters were based on Chuck Norris. And both Bruce of them? Lee. <laughs> but they're so oh. individual and nuanced. How can they both be based on him? Oh no, one was based on Chuck Norris. One was based the other on... one was Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And you think that makes sense why they cast the, the brothers they did in the film? If you think one is going to be white and the other one is going to be looking half Chinese. <laughs> it makes... It makes perfect sense i don't know maybe they were setting that up for the sequel you know the mum would have like a revelation because <laughs> they're not twin- brother from brother from another mother again <laughs> absolutely and they're not twin brothers they're just brothers aren't they so yeah. they can look a bit different um and okay. yes so it kind of it kind of eliminates the reason for them to wear one to wear red and one to wear blue if they look so different we're never going to mix that them up true right no yeah <laughs> so i find that quite funny um they, they should have played with that a bit more so yeah i can't tell you apart when you're not wearing that <laughs> yeah exactly because whenever i look at the double dragon brothers i just think that they're just a cheap ripoff of ryu and ken from street fighter because the, re- the way you t- told apart Ryu and Ken was that Ryu wore white or grey and Ken wore red because yeah. otherwise you would never have known because Ryu has black hair and Ken wear- has blonde hair. So, yeah, that's another which thing. Is exactly made- the, yeah, which is exactly the same as Double Dragon. Oh, no, yeah. actually, no. One is red hair. No, one is red and one has blue. Oh, is it a blue helmet? I don't know. I just no. remember the it was blue trousers and a and blue on top. Bandana. It was a headband, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was a headband. Yeah, okay. band, yeah headband. Because they needed remember to sh- all that. They needed to show that they were martial artists. And the only way you could show that in the 90s and 80s is if you had a headband. A headband. <laughs> Forget years of practice. <laughs> Just put a headband on. <laughs> now I know full martial arts. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> That is it. <laughs> it's just nothing to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I just love how s- simple everything was back then. Like, yeah, I- I'm a martial artist. I got a headband. Uh, we don't need much more motivation than my 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 friend getting kidnapped. And I just want to be evil because I have an evil face, and I'm known for playing. Did <laughs> it mu- need much more character development uh, than that? I was kind of like looking. Um... Because I'm a fan of CGI stuff, and I'm just even going back to those um, that genre 
that that era of films and I'm just looking at the I mean because 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 we looked at the Witcher before right and even the even though the monsters are better in the Witcher it's not too far from what they had in Double Dragon (laughs) because they were very kind of like um because a a boat a bobo I think it was Bobo because he turned into this kind of like spongy monster thing. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just really entertaining. Just, just the absurdity of the, you know, makeup and special effects back then. So were, were the special effects better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation or worse? Uh, worse. I oh, mean, okay. I, I, I think it was almost like geared toward like young kids because the monsters in it were very much kind of soft. Well, there's only one monster in there, really. Um, and that was Bobo when he was transformed. And um, that happens in the game as well because he, I think you meet him as a mini boss and then he develops into a bigger boss. Like Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And for those that are forgetting, he's got a buff body. Um, so I'm just looking at the numbers. The yeah. <laughs> the, I got the buffest, the buffest body, the buffest body. Uh, so I'm looking at the numbers here. And um, <laughs> so they had a budget of $7.8 million. I don't know. Um, that's like about 150 million today. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not, that's not an actual figure. It's probably no, not that much, but it's yeah. a lot. The and, times have changed. <laughs> and they, they took home at the box office $2.3 million. Ouch. Which flop by, by any calculation. And do you think it deserved that flop given the content of it? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think I, I'm enjoying it now mainly because of the nostalgia. But I think at the time, I probably did think, oh, mm, run-of-the-mill kind of martial arts film, slapstick, bad jokes, lots of, lots of cheese. Um, so I, I may not have enjoyed it as much. And because it kind of digressed from the video game, but once again, you know, it didn't have that much source material anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I I think maybe they just let down fans of, of the video game, but I just don't. I couldn't tell you how. Um, so it says here that Rotten Tomatoes gave it a thirteen percent, a score of thirteen percent. Is that justified? Mm, I think by today's standard, probably. I I I couldn't tell you back then though. Um, but the, <laughs> I think films have got have gotten to a place where they are so like super clean that i think looking back at films like this where things were done like really clumsily and they were just doing it to have fun um i i um i i kind of hark back to those type of films and i think that's why films like the room work so well to with today's crowd because it is it's not super clean <clears throat> it's not got a astronomical budget and i've just seen here that 7.8 million would be the equivalent of 13 13, 13 million 13 and a half million yeah so that's even t- still a tiny budget by today's scale yeah. when yeah. you think about we we looked at a trailer for a film where there was a stupid little spy kid and the mm. budget was 
125 million off the bat. Like, imagine mm-hmm. that, just throwing 125 million at something. But so, also the resources in terms of, you know, special effects weren't there. I mean, yeah. like you had Terminator before Double Dragon, but Terminator probably had a, you know. Yeah, I think that bu- was, to that point, the most expensive <laughs> film ever made. I think the budget was like $200 Terminator. million dollars in 1991. Yeah. Yeah. It still looks amazing, though. I mean, that oh, yeah. morphing yeah. special effect will never date the way they did it. Yeah. And and it shows that the, the difference in the budgets show as well between Terminator and, what did you say, 91? And this is a 94. Yeah. So 99. Yeah. Yeah. So the budget on that was, wow, it was 94 to $102 million in 1991 for, for ter- so basically, um, Double Dragon was working on the food budget, off the food budget uh, yeah. equivalent to Terminator at the time. Yeah. That's 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 kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, <coughs> just got some more facts here. Uh, Game of Thrones, the sixth series budget was over ten million dollars per episode. What the fuck? That is disgusting. That's that's a disgrace. I think someone needs a refund. HBO needs they, the executives need a good sitting down, spoken to, in very harsh way, and not I mean, very... that always happens when you get a successful series. I mean, like one of the most that. expensive TV series ever made is the final series of Friends. But I do wonder though if a lot of that budget is um, CGI staff computer specialists working on the CGI work because you've got the dragons and you've got, you know, the wildfire and things like that. And you've got all these other special effects that you didn't have in a lot of movies back in the eighties and nineties. Um, yeah, absolutely. And just, um, going off of Dom's, uh, point about friends. Yeah. Because the six stars were getting a million per episode just off the bat, weren't they? Right, by the yeah. last, by the last series. That's so. like six million gone before yeah, just, you even started. Yeah, yeah. before so. you get yeah. the camera work. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And also building the sets as well, because mm. didn't Game of Thrones build an entire set just for that whole, um, what was it, when they were in the, um, in the up north and they were in this kind of like frozen lake? That, mm. was, that set was specifically built for that scene. So that would cost millions in itself. It, it so. was filmed in Northern Ireland, wasn't it? Is that where... Partially. Northern oh. Ireland, Croatia, Iceland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Whereas, uh, like, if we're going back to Double Dragon now... Yeah, <laughs> they did, yeah. They, all they did was, what, they had a few alleyways that they spray-painted, they had a couple of cars they smashed up, and an old... It looked like an old children's adventure gym or something that they turned into a, a hideout. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. it says uh, the most expensive scene in Double Dragon was the boat chase sequence. Uh, it was filmed on the, I don't even want to butcher the, the name of that river in uh, <laughs> North, Northeast Ohio. Cuyahoga. Yes, that one. And climaxes with a explosion which used seven hundred. That seems like a massive waste of gallons seven, of gasoline. Seven hundred gallons of gasoline, and yeah. two hundred up, two hundred gallons of alcohol. Oh my goodness, that, that is a waste. That is a weekend <laughs> out on the lash. Just went on a stupid scene, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
all said and done, was it a film that should have been made or should they have shot the screenwriter in the head before? Oh, I think, you know, it's not one or the other. There is a happy meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I think also you have to remember Double Dragon came out at a time when it was fanciful to turn games into films. Like, it was around the same time, I think you, you had Mortal Kombat. You had, was that? Um, Street Fighter as well. And Street Fighter was around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, in the 90s, there were quite a few video games that were turned into films. Um, I mean, to answer your question, though, I would say if they had waited a little bit longer, but they could have had, like, the CGI to make things a bit more spectacular and a bit more kind of, you know, watch worthy. But I think, you know, it's a sign of the times, isn't it? I mean, they didn't know that this the technology we have now was going to be available and they used what they had with the budget they were given. So I, I think they did okay with what they had to work with and they didn't have much to work with at all by the looks of it. Um, and it showed, so, but once again, it was, for me, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good laugh. Um, I don't think it's a film that you will, you would take seriously, but you know, so, uh, just to back you up with some facts. Yeah, so Street Fighter came out in 1994 also. So it was almost like all of those gaming films coming out at the same time was their equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe run right now. Like, let's just get these out while it's hot and people yeah. are enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I've got something there's a super mario brothers film around that time as well wasn't there yeah yeah, yeah. we definitely need to get our teeth into that um, we do <laughs> in another episode um yeah i um i I'm, I'm quite happy with with this film and i'm gonna watch it after watching the show i'm gonna find it i don't know where to find it uh i'm gonna have to go to some deepest darkest internet websites but i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna enjoy oh. it I, I, I watched mine on YouTube by chance. Oh, stop oh, it. Was, okay. Oh, you just yeah. ruined that whole like quest narrative that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. I was building up there. Oh, sweetie. Oh, search it out. <laughs> you, you do that. You, 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 you search on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be the I don't knight. know how long it's going to be there, but it was only uploaded like a month ago. So someone must have been... No, actually, no, I think it was uploaded about two months ago. So someone must have been bored, you know, kind of leading up to lockdown. <laughs> or someone's hacking our calls. You never know. Could be one or the other. But um, oh, stalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to find Geo, out. stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. Our, our Make-A-Wish Foundation kid, he, he's doing all this stuff behind the scenes, <laughs> listening to us, yeah. bugging our but phones. It- yeah, but also what's great about going back to these old films is like it's kind of like all of a sudden it's like, hey, I recognise that guy. So this is what they did before they're famous now. So, you know, it's like great to see how far Alyssa Milano's come, how, how Mark um, DeCascos has come. And even Scott Wolf, who was um, the other brother, who played yeah. the other brother, he, he did that um, double, he did Double Dragon just around the time he started with Party of Five. Wow. So, you know, it, it was like just 
seeing that growth of of the performers of the actors coming through and it's like then and now it's like wow yeah so I, yeah. I like that aspect of it in terms of going back in time and watching old films do you think Sorry it to should, cut you off. that's fine <laughs> um yeah i was trying to cut you off while you cut me off but um anyway <laughs> it, it, it should this be inducted into some hall of fame or the geek sweat hall of fame <laughs> looking at all the actors in the the, the film where they were then in 1994 and what mm. how far they've come since then shouldn't it like shouldn't this film have some credit given to it given it didn't ruin and put a bonfire which would have been their film and tv careers oh i, I think they all used it as a stepping stone e- even if it's bad by today's standards um it was definitely a good stepping stone for a lot of them. I, I, I definitely agree. Well, actually, I need to watch the film first, but I'm going to watch the film and then I'll probably still agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it needs to be put in. It, it, these type of films need to be cherished and, and, and protected at all costs, I think. Yeah. Did you watch it in the end, Dom, or did you? I did it? not. I am saving it for, oh. I just didn't get around to it, to be honest, but I am very much <laughs> looking forward to watching it. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, it'll be like a revival of 90s, like, video game films. <laughs> I think so. I might, you know, have a couple of bad Alcopops while I'm watching it. <laughs> uh, okay, rightio. So, We've got. I've I've already seen it, and I I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. I probably wouldn't kind of like rave about it and like write back to Rotten Tomatoes and say change that thirteen percent. But sounds like you guys are just really wanting to watch it for the nostalgia. Yes. 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 Awesome. Yeah. I, just before we wrap, um, one of the screen. <laughs> you know what I was saying about killing the screenwriters, uh, yeah. but it seems like one of the screenwriters, Peter um, Peter Gog, I think he's Gold. Gold, yeah, Peter Gold, yeah. Uh, producer of Better Call Saul and writer of Breaking Bad. No uh, way. Yeah, so maybe we shouldn't kill the screenwriters just yet. <laughs> I think we don't want to kill him in like yeah. a retroactive Terminator yeah, exactly. style killing. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah. him alive. At all costs. Uh, yeah, but I, I think you'll find that earlier work is always worse than the latest yeah. work. I mean, you should go so. back in time and give him a pep talk. Like, yeah, exactly. Man, you won't always be doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't <laughs> he, worry. He probably, he probably got slack for it. I mean, like, for, oh, what can I do to improve my writing? And yeah. this is what you get. You get Breaking Bad as a result. So, Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Go back and say, you right. won't peak by double check. So, yeah, so, right, so it looks like uh, we are needing to wrap up, so we have run out of time. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, you can find us on all sorts of um, podcasting um, apps. I mean, obviously, you're probably listening to one, listening to us on one right now, but, hey, let your friends know. <laughs> We're everywhere. Um, a special thanks to King Dom for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. And to MKH. Thank you. And don't forget to thank uh, Mr. Trump there. Excellent. And that's an adios from me, Jay. See you later.